Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 304 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for sending your Son to save us so that we could be in relationship with you. Thank you for your word that shows us who he is and who you are. Father, help us hear the message that you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in Mark chapter 9. We read about Jesus' transfiguration once again. Peter, James, and John were brought up the mountain to witness this miracle. Jesus wanted them to experience the miracle because it would increase their faith in him to do what they would be called to do in the future. Even though they didn't fully understand what happened, God was preparing them to be the ones who would spread the gospel of Christ. In the same way, we may not know why we are experiencing certain things. However, the Lord always has a plan. He's always preparing us for the next thing. So let us learn to trust his plan over our own. I love this story about how Jesus healed the boy of the demon that had thrown him around since he was small. I love it because his father teaches us to pray for help. In verse 24, he says, constantly help my weakness of faith. We too can pray for God to give us an extra measure of faith, and I ask us to do this all the time. Later in the chapter, Jesus tells the disciples to cut off whatever is causing sin. He talks about cutting off hands, feet, and eyes. While this seems barbaric, the reference means that it is difficult and many times painful to address our sin and take measures to stop sinning. After all, we want what we want when we want it, so we have to starve our wants for the good of our souls. What are we willing to give up to enter the kingdom of heaven? This is an interesting question to meditate on. Let's see what James has to say in his final letter. There are so many nuggets of wisdom in this chapter. First, James speaks against the rich who treat their workers wrongly. Then he encourages the believer to have patience. He tells us to establish your hearts, strengthen and confirm them in final certainty. We need to keep our eyes on the Lord and know he has saved us for himself. James reminds us not to complain about each other, lest we be judged by the same judgment we pass on others. He also tells us not to swear by heaven or earth or make oaths, but simply say yes or no. Jesus taught the same thing in Matthew 5.37. Let your yes be simply yes and your no be simply no. Anything more than that comes from the evil one. Let us ask the Lord for the ability to do as he asks and curb our tongue using fewer words. James also tells us to confess our faults to one another to be healed and restored. Verse 16 says, The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Let us pray for ourselves and one another in the power of God. Let's see what Jeremiah prophesies in chapter 51. This chapter is all about the destruction that will come to Babylon. We have just read about all the destruction Babylon caused throughout Israel, Judah, and all the surrounding nations. God used Babylon to bring his judgment and change in the hearts of his people. He used Babylon to show how powerful he was. And then he turned his wrath on the people who trampled and pillaged his holy temple, which we read here in this chapter. It's a relatively simple chapter to read through and states that Medes and Persia will bring about God's plan against Babylon. In verse 11, it says, The Lord has stirred up the spirit of the kings of Medes, who with the Persians will destroy the Babylonian empire. For his purpose concerning Babylon is to destroy it. For that is the vengeance of the Lord, the vengeance upon Babylon for the plundering and destruction of his temple. 
God is the almighty avenger. May we allow him to avenge us for any wrongdoings done to us. In chapter 52, we read again about what happened to King Zedekiah. We read several times where he was captured, along with his sons and princes. They were killed in front of him, his eyes were put out, and he was imprisoned until he died. We've also read about Nebuzaradan, who set fire to the house of the Lord, the king's house, and all the other homes in Jerusalem. Several times, God's people were taken captive during the Babylonian takeover. Through the years, 4,600 people were taken captive. We have also read that the poorest of the poor were left to tend the land while everyone else was taken to Babylon. This ends our reading in Jeremiah. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 123. This psalm continues with our Psalms of Ascent, where the Israelites sang a psalm on each step as they walked up the steps of the temple in Jerusalem. They would be on the fourth step in this psalm. This psalm is about looking to the Lord for mercy. They look to him until they experience his compassion and loving kindness. Here we see the Israelites are feeling scorned. They were looked down upon with great disdain. However, they intentionally looked to the Lord because he was their almighty God. We can learn from their actions and the words in this psalm. Let us not try and please the world over pleasing the Lord. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for the wisdom we find in your word. Thank you for your never-ending mercy over us. Keep our eyes on you. We also ask for extra patience to wait upon you and serve you as we wait. Don't let the world steal our hearts from you, Lord. Thank you for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word. 